0: Thanks for joining us for another inspiring message from Pastor Derek Dunn, Senior Pastor of City Harvest Church in Orange County. To find out more about City Harvest or Pastor Derek, please visit chcus.org or derekdunn.org. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at chcus and at CyberDerek. Amen. Well, we're going to conclude our series today And then we're talking on the kingdom of God And I know we got people visiting with us So I'm going to review just a little bit And then we're going to get into it I'm not going to preach too long today Because we want to not just, again, get uh, revelation Or just uh, knowledge But we want to have experience also And that's really what revelation is It's not just having a theory of something You know, There's people, they have a, they're very intelligent They have their PhD But they're not very practical in wisdom they don't know how to apply it. You know I mean? I know some very intelligent people, but yet they lack common sense. Come on. Are you here? but so it's not just about the head knowledge it's, and that's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we got scholars in here and people that are doing, my son's a scholar too. My kids are intelligent. That's great. Get as much education as you can, but that's not all that it's about. It's about learning to apply that, you know, and knowledge is changing. Every six months, there's an upgrade on knowledge. We learn new things. They're learning new medical advances. Stuff that we used to do, you know, it's wrong. How many know the, the earth is not flat anymore? Amen. Amen. How many know that you know if you're sick, you don't take your blood out, <laughs> Amen, and just drain your blood? <laughs> you know, that's not, put leeches on you to make you better. We, we've come a long way, amen? And uh, we're still advancing, and our, our knowledge in, in, in the mind of God is foolishness to the creator of the universe. Amen? So the Bible tells us in, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19, it says, Now therefore, you're no longer strangers, you're no longer foreigners, but your fellow citizens with the saints, and you're members of the household of God. It says, we've been built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone and whom the whole building is being fit together and we grow into a holy temple and whom you're also being built up together to be what? A a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Let's say that together, to be a what? A dwelling place of God in the spirit. So what is God doing? He, He sent the prophets, he sent the apostles, to establish the church. And they built upon Jesus Christ. Come on, how many of you know he's the author? He's the finisher of our faith. He laid the doctrine. He laid the foundation. Come on, there's 66 books in the Bible. There's no new books being written. Amen. The book of Acts is still being continued. We're going to hear have more uh, volumes in heaven because we it's the acts of the Holy Spirit, not just the acts of the apostles. But you know, the doctrine there, God's foundation is there. And he's laid those things. But the Holy Spirit is taking those things and he's beginning to establish them in our lives. We're Built up not just to build a building, we have a great building here today. There's many church buildings, but that's not the church. We are the church. Tell your neighbor, You're the church. Tell someone behind you, Say, You're the church. You say, Well, I don't really feel like the church. Well, we need to be the church. Come on, this world needs the church. Amen. And so, God's building us up so that we'll be a dwelling place of God in the spirit. We'll be a dwelling place of God in the spirit. So, what is your goal as a Christian? people say well I want to love Jesus more well that's great but if you love him you want to be like him if you love him what happens you start hating the things he hates you start loving the things he loves if you really love him what transformation starts going uh, on in your life because you're saying God take all of me for all of you the things that aren't pleasing to you God get rid of it take what you want to take out and God put more of you in my life amen that's the cry. Those that hunger and thirst, they will be filled. The, the blessed are the poor in spirit because we're going to see God, the Bible says. And so there is that place of, of humility, of dependence on God, of the, of the fear of God. Without God, we can do nothing. Come on. But with him, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Amen. So we're, we're citizens of heaven. And you know, most of us here, we're probably American citizens. We have a Uganda citizen here today. You know, we got people from Nigeria. We got people from Asia, Singaporean, you know, that's here and, and, and and all these different places. We got people from Mexico. Come on. We got people from Brazil. We got people from Venezuela here. Elias. We didn't forget you, man. We got people from the Ukraine. We got people from all over. But guess what? When you come to America, your laws, your way of doing life doesn't work anymore. You're now in America. Come on. You have to do things according to the laws here. And the same is true when I go, I've been to many nations of 70 over nations of the earth. When I go there, I don't say, well, I'm an American, I have freedom of speech. Oh, really? Well, we'll put you in jail and throw away the key. Because you got no rights here. You're in a communist country. Come on. The way you do things doesn't work. The way you do business is different. The tax laws are different. Well, in my country, I only pay 10%. I'm not paying 25% in America. Oh, really? Talk to the IRS about that and we'll see what they say. Are you, you, you can't live according to your way of doing things when you're in a different kingdom. Are you here this morning? And the Bible says that we're no longer foreigners, no longer strangers. We're no longer without identity. You're no longer an American. You're no longer a Russian. Come on, you're no longer Mexican. You're no longer African-American or Chinese or whatever. You're now a Christian. You're now a citizen of heaven. Come on. And we do things different. Are you here? Now, nothing wrong. You can have your culture. And I appreciate things from all the different cultures. But I'm not doing an Asian thing. I'm not doing an American thing. I'm not the American church. I'm not the, I'm I'm the church of God. And we have to do things according to God's culture and God's standard. Amen? So God is building us in our life. when we talk about the kingdom, we've learned we have a king. His name is? Jesus. Jesus. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. He does nothing unless he sees his father do it. He's in perfect unity with the will of the father. Amen? The Holy Spirit takes the things that are the father's, takes the things that are Jesus, and he administrates them for us. He's the administrator of God in the earth. You know, sometimes when you want to go to the father, you have to go through the son. Jesus said, no man comes to the father but through me. We don't pray in the name of mary oh i'm not i hope i'm not ruffling some feathers this morning come on we don't pray in the name of saint peter and nothing wrong thank god for those that have gone before amen but we come no man comes to the father but through jesus he said so there's no other way well all religions lead to heaven no they don't they don't well pastor that's not love well that's the bible that's love i don't want to tell you a lie and then you get to the end and I thought I could get there this way. Are you here? I don't wanna give you wrong directions. Have you ever been lost before? People try to give you direction and they get you more lost because they don't know where they're going either. That's the world we live in sometimes, come on. We wanna know the sure way, amen? And I'm not trying to be disrespectful this morning, but the truth is the truth, the word is the word. We can't change it because of man's ideas. We need to research, how long has that idea been around? Only 1,900 years. Well, Jesus has been around since the beginning. He was there in the beginning. Are you here? You want to know how to do marriage? Look at the beginning. Go to Genesis. Amen. What's the purpose of a man and a woman? It's in Genesis. Are you here? Got to go to the Bible. Are we Bible-believing Christians here this morning? Amen. I can can go down this road because I'm ruffling some feathers this morning. But come on. We got to know the Bible. I read a statistic. 86% of Christians don't even read the Bible. How can we be a part of a kingdom if we don't even know the laws? And then we come up with, well, there's no laws. A kingdom without laws a kingdom would be a kingdom without disorder. There's a law that is there. You give and you receive. You ask and you receive. You don't ask, you don't get. Well, God can do anything he wants. No, he says you've got to ask. You have not because you ask not. That's a spiritual law. You sow, you will. You don't sow. Well, God can do anything. Well, yes, he can, but there's a law that's there. What goes up must come that's gravity that's a law. those aren't bad things are you here and God can supersede them but they're great God put laws in how we should do relationship God put laws in how we should raise our children you got to discipline them You know, we, well, I want to give them freedom your three year old does not need freedom <laughs> come on now if they're 20 you got to give them some freedom they got to learn to walk but your three year old needs to learn some structure if not all they're going to do is eat candy and never brush their teeth and you're going to be paying thousands of dollars as their teeth fall out that's on you are you here yeah. so there are certain things that are that are good so God's kingdom God's word the way we do things there's a way that's acceptable our worship and the way we worship God there's a way to worship him amen yeah. we got to offer up the sacrifice of praise well I don't feel like worshiping God I'm gonna sit down today well you're not gonna t- enter his presence are you here yeah. guys worst praise is a sacrifice yeah. come on Sometimes we don't feel like doing it on a Sunday morning. Sometimes we don't feel like getting up and do it. But we do it. Why? Because that's how we come to the presence of God. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. Well, I don't feel very thankful. Well, think of something to be thankful for. Are you alive this morning? Yes. Are you breathing? Everyone's still breathing this morning? You got something to be thankful for. Do you have a family? Did you eat dinner last night? Come on, do you have a house? Do you have electricity? Do you have a car? You know? Are you living in America? Come on. Yeah. Think of what we can be thankful for. We're not perfect. Yeah. Thank, thank God for something. Thank God, well, this life is terrible. Well, at least you're not living here. You're passing by and you're going to heaven. Yeah. Amen. Our sins have been forgiven. We can, we can th- forget not his benefits, David said, and what he's done for us. You got to come into his presence with thanksgiving. You enter into his courts with praise. And then in, the, in, the, in that place, when we're seeking God's faith, when we're honoring him, the face of God will come to us. And that's where we want to see his face. We say, God, it's not just about saying who you are and how great you are. God, I want to know you. Show me your glory. That's what Moses did. He said, God, I've seen your great works, seen your mighty miracles. But God, show me your glory. I want to see your face. And that's the kingdom of God. That should be the cry of our heart. Everything else is is not the most important thing. If we get that right, come on, everything else is going to fall into place. Christianity is not mechanical. It's not just the mechanical. Get up in the morning, every morning, 6 o'clock, do your prayer time. and do. That. Try doing that with your wife. She might like it the first day. Come on, every Valentine's Day is different. Every day we, we got to go to a different restaurant. I took my wife out on an anniversary and went to a nice restaurant. She loved it. Next year I booked the same place. She went, she's like, this is nice, but couldn't we do something different? Come on, that's why God gave men women to keep things interested, you know, because we find a good, we just stick with it, come on. (laughs) Every Friday's pizza night, just keep ordering the same pizza, just, you know, we we, we like our routines, but women like things different, you know, women like to share so they can try new things. We were talking about that last night, you know, because I want that and that, so let's share so I can have both. Then I'll end up eating the one I like, you know. Come on, are you here? But God, men and women are made in the image of God. God like it's diversity. It's not, you can't just do the same thing. You can't say the same thing. You've got to, it's a relationship. And that's what the kingdom of God is really all about. What's the kingdom of God? Romans 14 verse 17, it tells us, it says, the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking. It's not about just having enough and just about this natural world are you here sometimes we think that God bless me bless me it's just about getting the things that we need our car and our house and all those things and, and God wants to meet our needs but it's not just the bless me club you know sometimes some churches preach that you know if you're blessed and you're there then your bl- blessing determines spirituality that's not true now if you're if you're spiritual God's gonna prosper you but not everybody's called to be a millionaire I've said this before. I'll say it again. What is prosperity? Having a more than enough to meet your needs and to do what God's called you to do. Are you here? And, and being comfortable with that, being satisfied, being being content, whether I base or whether I abound. My life is not determined about what I have or don't have, or, or trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to keep up what somebody else is doing, even in their other church or or in their marriage or in their family. I need to walk according to the calling to which I've been called. Celebrate people's successes and let them celebrate my success. But don't be trying to imitate and copy people. We follow Jesus. Are you here? And so we need to come to that place of contentment. It's not about just getting. It's not about just eating, drinking. What is he saying? It's not just about this natural world. Living our life just in the natural world. Just doing what everybody else Who doesn't know Christ is what's the difference in being a Christian we're now in a new kingdom and what does he say it is now it says but the kingdom of God is what it's righteousness it's peace it's joy in the Holy Spirit we talk about righteousness righteousness is is positional righteousness that means as we're a Christian as we're a believer God doesn't look at you as a sinner this morning if you don't know Christ you're away from him just say God I'm sorry forgive me Jesus I want you to be the Lord of my life it's that easy and you're right with God we don't have to earn anything. We don't have to It's not about what we get. He loved us when we were unlovable. He sent his son even though he could have been rejected. But even if there was one that accepted him, he, he came for that person. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. Is that positional righteousness. Then there we have pr- practical righteousness. That speaks of the working of the Holy Spirit in our life. That he's causing us to be more like Jesus. How many of you got some issues that you know m- might not be like Jesus? <laughs> Amen. Come on. Maybe you got a temper issue. Maybe you got a problem with the truth sometimes. Maybe you're walking in fear. Maybe whatever it is. We all are becoming more like Jesus. That doesn't make us unrighteous. But he's working in our life, bringing us from faith to faith, from glory to glory. The Bible says we're going to take on the stature, the fullness of Christ. And he's moving in our life. Paul said, the things I don't want to do, I end up doing. Come on. Thank God for Apostle Paul. Encourages me. Things I don't want to do. I end up doing yes. things I want to do, sometimes I don't do them. But what did he say? His grace is sufficient for me. It's Christ that lives. No longer I, but Christ that lives in us. And that's the thing. And I'm pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God. Amen. Forgetting what's behind, forgetting the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful. Last year's encounter, yeah, last week's encounter. I'm pressing on every day for more of Him. That's that's Christianity. That's that pursuit. That's in us. It's about right standing with God, and we've got to understand that and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us. It's about peace. And last week, Pastor Susan talked about that peace of what becoming and carrying His presence, being more aware of the presence of God than what's happening around us. You know, Jesus was in the midst of the storm, but what was He doing in the midst of the storm? Sleeping. Think about it. I mean, we've had some storms here. You know, I was my. I have a little creek by my house, which is usually all dried up. It was a river this week. I mean, everyone was stopping and taking pictures. I thought, you know, a car went off or something. Stop to what's going on? You know, that's how we are in California. We always look and stop. You know, the, the accident could be on the other side, but everybody's slow because we're all looking. And they're taking pictures. I'm looking. I'm like, wow, what a mighty river. And I was reminded, Catherine was telling me last week, Kim Clement prophesied that the rains would come back to Southern California and there's a revival. Come I So woohoo, get ready. Come on. We need a river to kind of pull out some stuff. Come on. We need, we need a mighty rushing wind to come. Come on. When there's a little trickle, you can kind of fight against the current, but when there's a river, you just get caught away in it. Come on. That's what we need. Amen. And I'm, I'm believing for that. Amen. And it's a wonderful thing. Thank God. I mean, the trees are green now and the hills are green. I mean, it's like you drive to your neighborhood. You don't think you're in the wrong neighborhood because it's all green now. It's not brown. Are you here? But that's blessing. And I believe that that's what God wants to see in the church. He wants every area of our our life to flourish. Why? Because we're in the presence of God and we're we're longing for the glory of God. We're carrying his presence. So we have peace. Jesus was in the storm and he had peace. Why? Because he wasn't living by what was going on around him. I mean, if Jesus was living around by what was going around him, he would have probably been a a clinical depression, have clinical depression. Think about it. One day, woohoo, worship you, Palm Sunday. The next way, crucify him, crucify him. Think about it. One day they're loving him. One day the Pharisees are coming again. I mean, it's like every other chapter. It's like up and down rollercoaster. Thank God he didn't live by what was happening around him, because what he he lived in the kingdom. And he said told his disciples the kingdom of god's within you why can you sleep in the midst of the storm because if you have peace on the inside it doesn't matter what's happening around you come on you got peace i don't it doesn't matter what state i'm in paul in prison thrown in prison in chains under the rule of rome and paul says i'm not a prisoner of the Romans. i'm a prisoner of christ And I'm right where God wants me to be because I have a captive audience. Because they think that I'm the prisoner. They're the prisoner because every day those guards have to stand there. And I talk and prophesy and pray in tongues and all day long. And I'm planting seeds and I'm watering seeds. And Paul was a prisoner. They wanted to shut down the gospel. And because of his ministry, after Paul's life was over, Rome became a Christian nation. Who won? Who won? Why? Because God takes the foolish things of the world that confound the wise. Everything that God's doing in our life is for His kingdom. If you're going through something and you say, God, I can't take it, stop saying I can't take it. You can take it. If you couldn't take it, you wouldn't let it happen. Think about that. The Bible says God will not allow any temptation to come on you that you're not able to overcome that He'll not make a way of escape for. But what's He trying to do? He's trying to find out what's in you. Have you ever realized under pressure, what's in you comes out? Oh, come on, we're on vacation at Christmas and, you know, we're on the slopes and everything's wonderful and we're, you know, whining and dining. We're happy. But we come back and we find out there are retrenching people at work. When the business deal didn't close that we thought it would close. When there's pressure there. My wife's not happy. Our kids are not acting like angels. Come on. What comes out of us? Are you here? That's what God's working in us. We say, God, change me. I want to be more. I want to be more like you. And then pressure comes. God, take away the pressure. Pressure's good. It makes the guitar play well. Without pressure, there's no beautiful music. You got to have the right amount of pressure. Not to break the string. If you put it too much, the string breaks. But what does God do? He's working in our life. He's working the kingdom in us. We just wanna think about the destination, but the journey is where God works in us. The journey is where he's transforming us in our life. The journey is where he's getting us to say, are you living and are you being moved by what's around you or by what's in you? I don't care where I am, where I'm abasing or abounding. Paul said, it doesn't matter to me. Why? Because I'm a child of the King. I know what's on the inside. Jesus in the midst of the storm, sleeping. You know, Christians get angry when you're like that. What's wrong with you? You're, you know, you're, you're not being any earthly good. You're too spiritual. You're no earthly good. And, and I get that sometimes. Come on, don't, don't be praying for a job. You need to send a resume out. <laughs> Faith without works is not dead. I mean, come on. But come on, if you have peace, it doesn't matter what's happening. It doesn't matter what my bank account said. I'm rich. I've had time I had no money in the bank and people think you're prosperous. People treat you with respect. Why? Because I carry prosperity. Why? Because I'm a child of the king. Why? Because my daddy owns the cattle on a thousand hill. Come on. Sometimes he's a little slow in the transaction. But it comes. But I have peace. And I've learned now, you know, we've come to the place and God's tested us. This, And I, I, I don't want to say that I've not arrived yet. But when it comes to money, we have faith. If God says something, I don't worry about it. If I know he said it. And I'm, I've learned to be sure he said it. You know, because somehow I missed it. It wasn't God, it was me. And then I'm, God, why you didn't come through? And God said, because I didn't tell you that. That was ambition. That was the wrong voice. But now if God said, don't, I don't worry about it. Why? Who's going to look bad if God doesn't do what he said? Not me. That's on you. You said it. Come on. But what does he say? His word will never turn void. It will accomplish what he said. So if you're in the will of God, you, you, you've got... You people, You're struggling your marriage. God says, "No man shall put a center." What a God has ordained. No one put a center. If God's ordained it, we're going to get through this. Yeah, amen, amen. We may get to get some help. We need. To work, but we're going to get through this. We're learning to love agape each other unconditionally. We're learning to to relate. We're learning to communicate. We're learning to how to problem solve because we do things different. Are right you here? Yeah. The man wants to sleep and the woman wants to talk. How's that going to work? we got to learn to stay up a little bit longer, you know, and then let us sleep when we need to sleep. Come on. you got to compromise. Mutual compromise. Loving patience. Learning how to become more like Christ. That's the process. So it's peace that comes. And then the Bible says it's joy. Someone say joy. Joy. Where what? You have joy. What is joy? I looked up the word. The word joy doesn't just mean hee hee hee, you know. doesn't mean acting goofy. It means cheerfulness everything's all right because i got jesus with me i got a song in my heart and a dance in my feet even if i'm in the middle of the lion's den i will dance before the lord because he's a god who closes the mouths of lions come on he's the fourth man in the furnace come on he's a god who 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 never changes. so i've got joy Rivers of living water, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Because it doesn't matter. My joy and my happiness is not determined by what's happening around me. It's happening what's in me. Because I'm a champion. Well, I don't feel, it doesn't look like you're a champion right now. It doesn't matter because I, the story's not over yet. But I'm fighting battles. You, you, you know, people get upset with Joel Osteen, you know. And say what you want to say. Because he's always, ha- he ne- I met them behind the scenes. never says anything negative even in the midst of the problem well jesus just gonna do something great through this situation you know you're like come on do you wake up and have a bad day and his wife's like no (laughs) why because he's got the word in him and he lives by the word not by what's happening around him i mean his whole building was flooded there was all this stuff going the press is against him and he's just like well we're not perfect people but we just love jesus and we're trying our best and just moves on you know we're living our joy the joy is our strength we live out of the what's on the inside of us a river of living water that flows out of us it doesn't matter what's happening around us now come on I love to abound in my flesh come on we all do come on I've been in the huts in Malaysia where there are rats running through the floorboards sleeping on the floor and I've been in the Ritz-Carlton and the St. Regis I like the Ritz-Carlton St. Regis, better, come on, I'm just being honest. But it doesn't matter. I can be just as happy in that because the presence of God is there. People are getting healed. People are hungry. I went to, you know, a closed country, preached the gospel. You know, and it's not like America, you have your two-hour service and after two hours people are looking at their watches, you know. Not here, but you know, come on, don't worry, we're going to get you out, but, you know. you you preach for four hours in the morning and it's lunch and I'm like "All right, where are we going for lunch Like, what do you mean where are we going for lunch just sit down and eat your lunch here and they pack your lunch and everybody just sits down and you look at me and I look at you we eat and then 20 minutes later they throw away are we ready and we go again for another four hours I was like oh my god I'm going to preach eight hours today but you know I didn't get tired it was so want because the people were so hungry this pulled it out of you And and, you know, I said, God, I'll move here. Even though the conditions weren't so great. It's a third world country. But that's where the hunger of people is I I don't care what the what the hotel is. I don't care where I'm sleeping. I want to be where God's at. Come on. Even if he's in the cave, I'm going to go hang out in the cave. Because that's where that's where the miracles are happening. That's where people are getting developed. So in our flesh, we can't live by our flesh. Our flesh likes comfort. And come on, we are the founders of the lazy boy chair in America. God bless America. When I went to the movies yesterday, it wasn't even a luxury movie. And I had an electric seat, and my feet were out, and they were like, I'm like, that would even be the luxury movie theater. I don't know what that's like. I'm thinking to myself, wow, when we went to the movies, we squeezed in like sardines, you know, and there's popcorn all over the floor and sticky floors when you walk through it. I was like, now it's like, I mean, this is cloud, we, we know how to do it. You know, you get the large drink. It's not a large, it's like a super-sized two-liter bottle. You're like holding a two-liter bottle, drinking it. You don't just get a large popcorn, you get free refills. Are you here? We're the, the land of the buffet. Come on. All you can eat. Thank God, I love it too. Don't, I'm not saying, don't enjoy it. I don't. But you need to buffet your body, not just buffet it all the time. Come on. <laughs> You'll be carrying your pulpit around with you. Amen. (laughs) Because if we we feed the flesh too much and we start living for comfort, sometimes the things in the kingdom aren't comfortable to our flesh. Are you here? Going to the cross was not comfortable. I mean, read the story. As we celebrate Easter, I love watching the Passion of the Christ people. Oh, it's so gory. We need to see what Jesus did. Come on. That's the reality of the price he paid but why did he do it because of the joy that was set before him why because the kingdom of god was joy in his mind when they were piercing him and that he didn't speak out what was he doing Meditating on god he was seeing the nations coming and calling upon his name he was seeing the chains of hell be broken of of sin and death being broken over people's lives and ow it hurt yes it hurt people spit there but he was because of the joy was set before him he endured the cross because he lived out of the inside. Oh come on, you leave that, give the Lord a big hand. That's the kingdom of God and that's not something we can do natural. We gotta live according to the unseen, not according to the seen. The kingdom of God is not living according to the natural realm or the natural kingdom. The kingdom of God is living according to the spiritual realm because that's where the kingdom of God happens. And I'm, I'm a spiritual guy, but I'm not one of those spooky guys, Woo spiritual. No, 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 no. If it's too weird, it's not spiritual. Come on, it's, it's weird. God is, Jesus was the most spiritual man that walked on the face of the earth. Come on. He was God and he was man, 100% both. But yet he could be so relatable. Come on, he went fishing. He hung out with his friends and they laid his head in his lap. He did the miracles, blind eyes open. He prayed. He, you know, come on, he had to do laundry like everybody else. He lived a natural life, but he was spiritual. Because to the spiritual, all things are spiritual. Even natural things, come on. Even mowing the lawn is spiritual. Even the not going to work is spiritual. Everything's spiritual. But we're living according to who God is on the inside of us, and according to God's kingdom, as we're doing natural things. Come on, Jesus didn't just translate everywhere. He walked. Come on, I've been to Israel. It's a long way from Jerusalem to the Sea of Galilee. Thank God I had a bus. When I mean, we think he just like went from Elisa Viejo to Laguna Niguel. It was a long way. He walked. How did he walk? One foot in front of the other with sandals on a dusty desert. Have you been to the desert? It's hot out there. Come on, like Palm Springs in the summer. Dry. He still had to do natural things. Come on. He still had to eat. He still had to pay taxes. Are you here? But he wasn't limited. He didn't have the money. But God, he knows God knows he's got to pay taxes. So what did he do? He looked for the supernatural. They didn't have enough money. Go down to the sea and wait for the fish. Open up the fish and a coin will come out. Amen. Amen. Well, that's Jesus. Well, didn't he say as he is, so are we? Yeah. did he say greater works? will you do because I'm now at going my heavenly father. St- 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 curse of sin and death is broken and i'm now making intercession for you i'm praying for you every day i'm praying for susan i'm praying for vj praying for john in uganda come on we got a powerhouse the best intercessor that ever was and is and was before he was is making intercession for us and we got problems come on turn your neighbor say god's on your side we got to live according to spiritual, live according to peace. You can't speak to the storm in your life if you don't have peace on the inside. you got no authority over it if it's not in you. If you don't have faith on the inside, you don't have authority over it. So we've got to understand, it's righteous, peace, and joy found in the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, those who serve Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Why? Because that's how you make the exchange of heaven. You live by what's on the inside. You live by what God says. You live by his word. You live by who he says I am on the inside. It doesn't matter your educational background. It doesn't matter whether your parents left you an inheritance or a load of debt. That's not what brings us into success. Come on. We're not born in maybe to the Rockefeller family. Oh, I wish I was in that family. I would be made. Come on. You are. You're born into the kingdom of God. You're a child of the King of Kings and of the Lord of Lords. Come on. And the church we got to get this yeah, yeah, yeah. come on because just showing up on Sunday and living our life naturally all during the week is not gonna give us victory there's people they go to a church for six months and they keep hopping around looking for the church that's gonna change their life must be the church problem well what's the common denominator in all those changes you there's no perfect church there's no perfect you know I get it some people are here for a season they get blessed and we've had people come and they move and you know they're great people we maintain relationship but if you want to point fingers at everyone else and not deal with the inside of our life you can change the outward but the inward hasn't changed so your situation you're going to keep experiencing the same thing and then you blame the devil it's the devil he's chasing me around well kick him out he's defeated isn't he But the problem is, he's not defeated in here. We just know it here. So we live defeated lives. I don't have a lot of problem with the devil. Why? He doesn't like me. Why? Because in my car we worship Jesus. There's the presence of God. He doesn't like me because I'm a giver. And that brings about a rebuking of the devourer. Are you here? he knows that I know no weapon forms against me prosper greater is he that's in me than he's in the world on the inside so it doesn't matter what's happening he can you know give me a flat tire I'll witness to the repair guy take that there must be a purpose to this all things work together for good I'm gonna do something good you know well my car broke down well there must be a new one coming praise the lord I've been waiting for a new car you know my brother recently lost his job Retrenched after 22 years. I said, Brother, this is a thing. He called me, expected me to counsel him. I said, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. You should have quit two years ago. You hate your job. He was shocked. Why? Wow, that's not what everybody's telling him. Everyone's thinking naturally, and oh my gosh, you know. And I said, How many weeks of severance did you get? Five weeks' of severance. Praise the Lord. Let's go skiing next week. I flew out to meet him. I said, it's gonna be all right. What do you want to do? I don't know. That's you, that's, you need to figure out on the inside what God's telling you to do. You've been working 70 hours a week, working all weekends for 22 years. Your kids are growing up. Come on, enough's enough. You can't do that for another 10 years. You're going to wear your body out. So we started talking. I made two phone calls. Just start putting feelers out there. Got a call. Had three interviews. Got a job. Pays more money than what he's making. More, more bonus, bonus than he makes before. Come on. And... Friday afternoon, Friday's a half day, and Saturday, Sunday's off. And he got five weeks pay. Come on, all things work together for those that serve the Lord, come on. Oh, come on, give the Lord a big hand. But, But how do we look at it? If God's allowed, you think God didn't know this was gonna happen? Sometimes things happen, oh my God. it was like God, God's asleep on the throne. Wake up, God. Didn't you know, look what's going on. God knows the beginning from the end. He already knew all these things. But sometimes He's got to allow stuff to come in to, 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 to kind of change our direction. Because if He didn't, we wouldn't change. Because the constant in life has changed. The constants in the, in the supernatural has changed. God's always moving. But we don't like change. I don't like change. It's great when everything's going great. You know, when you start changing, you got to work your faith a little bit more. you got to, you got to move. Come on, I don't... That's why, you know, I, I'm in real estate. I look at all the great houses, but I'm like, we're not moving because I hate packing up and moving. Are you here? Now, if God wants us to move, we'll move. But I, I don't like all that. It's work. I try to live a simple life. Amen, you know? But sometimes that happens. Anyone else like that? Amen? But what, are we living by what's on the inside? The corporate church has treated living by faith in the supernatural as an option, not a necessity. It's not an option for you to live by faith. It's not an option for you to live and, in the supernatural because that's where the kingdom of God operates. The kingdom of God is within you, not outside. We got it wrong. Oh, God's going to come and change this world and God's going to come. No, he's not. going to come and destroy this world. This time with fire, the Bible says. Why? Because this world's broken down. We need a new heaven and a new earth. Some of you are shocked by that. That's in the Revelation. Amen. That's, that's in, you know, Thessalonians, the second coming of the Lord. Are you here? So, but that doesn't mean we just live defeated lives and, and we're waiting for him to rescue us. No, we occupy and conquer. And wherever I walk, I walk in dominion. Because he's the King of kings, the Lord of lords. I walk in peace. I have joy. That's my strength. Why? Because every place my feet shall tread... I have victory maybe not instantly but i'm gonna have victory so in my business i'm gonna have victory because the wealth of the unrighteous is laid up for the righteous come on give me that that deal's mine my family's gonna be blessed my church is gonna be blessed i want to be the biggest tither in the church come on for the kingdom of god not just for me so i can have more things but we're living life out of that we've got to live in the supernatural and how do you live in the supernatural through faith because faith is, is the un- dealing in the unseen not what we see? Are you here? He, Habakkuk 2 verse 4 says this. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. But the just shall live by faith. What does it say? Those that live in the natural. Those that don't, don't live according to God. Pr- we're trying to do it in our own strength. and our own ability. If you're a believer, stop it. It's not by your strength. It's not by your power. It's by his spirit in you. And that's practical. That's being led by the Holy Spirit. It's not something spooky out there. We're we're spiritual beings. We're two thirds spiritual and one third natural. This flesh and what we contact the natural world with is one third of us, our soul, our motion, our mind, our will, our spirit, which is the real us, is supernatural. You don't die, your body dies and it returns to the dust. But your spirit goes to God. Your soul, your emotion, your intellect, it stays with you, the real you. You just get a better body. Come on. Are you here? We need to understand that and, 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 and deal in that realm because we're just dealing in the natural realm. We're limited. We need to get into the kingdom of God. Are you here? Living by faith is not an option. Living in the supernatural is not an option. The just shall live by faith. Turn your neighbor and say, the just shall live by faith. What does that mean? You live out of your spirit. Sometimes I don't feel so righteous. Sometimes I don't feel so happy. But I don't live by what I feel, I don't live by what I see, I don't walk by sight, I don't walk by feeling, I walk by faith, what God has said right here. So it doesn't matter what's going on around me, and yeah, sometimes I struggle, but I gotta get back in faith, I gotta feed my faith. How do you feed your faith? Faith comes by hearing hear by the word god. what has god said about that you know i love BJ's always got his jesus loves you shirt you know but some of us need to wear a G, what would jesus do shirt we used to have those so in the midst of your what would jesus do in the midst of how i'm feeling what would jesus do and live our life out of the supernatural as we live out of the spirit there's righteousness there's peace there's joy that's found in the Holy Spirit. Amen? But it's got to come by faith. This is the year of faith. Come on. This is the year of faith. Turn your neighbor and say, this is a year of faith. God is calling us in the supernatural. There's a release of the supernatural coming in this church, in our lives, in his body. I believe it's been prophesied. We've been singing about it. We've been... But if we don't live by faith, we miss it. Do you know, Jesus walked for three and a half years, preached, did miracles, and people missed it. Israel's still being judged. And I I say this, but that's the word. Because they missed the time of their visitation, the Bible says. And so the gospel went to the Gentiles because they missed it. They couldn't see. Jesus said, he who has eyes to see, let him see. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Remember, he always said that. Why? What's he saying? He who's spiritual. He who's hungry. He who's, who's looking, want to live a life by faith. See what I'm saying hear what I'm hearing but they tried to rationalize it to the natural well he's the king of kings the Lord Lord so he must be coming to take over Pilate he must be coming to take over King Herod and overthrow him and set up rulership in the palace he's like no 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 no. my kingdom is not of this earth my kingdom is heaven I've come to establish the kingdom in you and you're going to be a little seeds. You're going to be a little salt. You're going to be a little light. And the kingdom's going to expand one person at a time through you. So go into all the world and preach the gospel. Come on. Live in the supernatural. And if something contradicts the kingdom of God, speak to it and it will be removed. Speak to the mountain be removed. Lay hands on the sick and, and kingdom will be released and healing will flow. Because in my kingdom there's no sickness or disease break poverty, break the mindset of poverty, break the mindset of lack and start living according to my kingdom and my economy. There's heaven's economy and there's the world economy. People are so concerned, oh, what's happening with the economy? Oh, don't live in the world's economy. Get out of debt. Don't be tied to the world's economy. Live in heaven's economy where we're owners and not borrowers. Our goal, we're praying, we want to pay off our mortgage. We want to be totally debt free. Why, it doesn't matter what's happening with the economy. Are you here? I'm not tied to it. And when there's there's transfer coming in, we're at the right place at the right time to be owners. Are you here? Children of Israel left, the Jewish people left poverty in Egypt as slaves, but left with all the spoils. Think about that. In a moment, in one day, their whole economy changed. Why, they got out of a natural economy and into a spiritual economy. We need to live. Are we living by what we feel? Are we living by sight? Are we living by God's economy? Be more focused on what God says in His kingdom than the natural. What are you focusing on? CNN? Fox News? The Dow Jones Industrial Index. Come on. Don't I'm not saying don't be informed. But that's not our focus. When I look at all that stuff, I laugh. You know what, what can be shaken will be shaken. There's a whole lot of shaking going on right now. I prophesied at the beginning of the year, God's gonna expose things. Get ready. It's coming out, people are afraid. They're trying to fight and stay in control of power. And God's like, oh really? Come on, this is one nation under God. God was founded this nation. You think God's gonna give it up? I'm not concerned. Oh, get ready. Things are going to get worse. It might get a little bit darker, but come on. The, the darker it gets, the more the grace of God abounds. Are you here? Where sin abounds, grace of ground, abounds. Why? We're on the winning side. Come on. Get that on the inside. And if we're not living towards the, you know, do things get uncomfortable sometimes? Yeah. Thank God for the freedom we have in this nation as Christians. We may lose some of that. If you don't have a tax deduction, are you still going to be a giver? Better decide now. Yes, yes. Is the word of God still true, or is it just because the IRS gives you a deduction? And I give half my life. In Singapore, there's no deduction. We tithe and give our offerings and gave and never, we didn't get anything. Thank God for the blessing. I'm not against it, but is that why we give? It shouldn't be. God's economy supersedes our economy. Be focused on what God says. Everything in your life takes faith. Everything in your life takes faith. Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. People say, Oh, well, the attacks are getting bigger in my life. What's the problem? Your faith hasn't grown. You can't loo- use five years ago faith for the trials and the battles you're going to face right now. What was the problem with the children of Israel? They had faith that God could part the Red Sea, but they didn't have giant killing faith. Oh, look at the giants. He just parted the Red Sea and the Pharaoh's armies were destroyed. Hello? Oh, but these are giants. They're big. We're like grasshoppers. What was the problem? On the inside, they were still slaves. They were grasshoppers. And here comes a little boy who's been out in the pasture worshiping Jesus, beholding God, the Father. And he says, how dare you defy the armies of the living God, you uncircumcised Philistine. Little run guy run of the litter how dare you and all the military men were afraid all the big muscular you know gym guys buff big you know jaw lines wearing their armor (laughs) and here's this little boy They, they were embarrassed saul says here take the armor he was such a little run he couldn't even fit in saul's armor here's the sword couldn't even lift the sword oh my god this is our champion stands before Goliath didn't take him seriously the foolish things of the world laughing is is this the champion of the armies of Israel this little runt is this all you got he looked at him he said I come not in the name of David but I come in the name of the Lord and he took the stone he didn't need to shoot five times one time boop why because god just kind of went to that little stone right between the eyes he fell over dead he cut off his head if david can do that to a giant what excuse do we have what was the difference He, he he had something on the inside he was focused on who god was not on who was against him are you here where there's no knowledge your faith doesn't move We need to get in the Word. We need to get in the presence. We need to know what God's saying and who He is to us. I love the song. There's a song. Come and remind me of who You are. You need to be reminded He's our healer. Don't wait until you get sick to start building your faith for healing. Start building it now. Don't wait for a financial crisis to build your faith that He's your Jehovah Jireh. He's your provider. That He's your victory. Build your faith now. Build on the inside now. Because when you go through the tests, what happens? You're getting experience. Because we can know it here. We can dance at the aisle. But then now you're in a crisis where the rubber meets the road. Financial crisis hits, ah! Well, didn't you just say Jehovah Jireh? Are you here? But as you begin to live by faith, the revelation you have becomes a reality, because now you've seen Him. He's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. He's the God of Jacob. I know what He did for Father Abraham. I knew what He did for Isaac. I knew what he did. And guess what? He's going to do it for me. We have a whole long lineage in our faith, not of wimps, but of people who are willing to lay down their lives. That say, "Woe am I if I don't preach the gospel." say even if i don't see even if i go into the fire furnace and god doesn't deliver me i will not bow down because he's still god oh come on give the lord a big hand come on christianity is not for wimps and i'm saying we can come and and we're weak you know but but you can't stay a wimp you can't stay weak because the bible says let the weak say i'm strong are there days we sit and say, God, I can't do all the, all the pressure that's there? Yeah, that's the reality because we're not in the spirit. But when we get into faith, oh my, we, we get that giant slain faith. Come on, what, what what's next? What, what's next? And God has great things in store for us as a church. He has great things in store for you as a people, but you got to build your faith. You can't live on the faith of when you were in captivity. The Bible says God's given everyone a measure of faith. you got to work your faith. you got to build your faith. you got to feed your faith. Getting into prayer, getting the presence of God, getting in the word of God. So the, the minute something comes that's contradictory to the kingdom of God, the word of God comes up. That's what Jesus did. If you're the son of God, throw yourself down. If you're the son of God, what did he say? Man shall not live by bread alone. But he knew the word of God. His thinking was a kingdom thinking. So when the enemy tried to come and get him out of his position and his kingdom and get him to the natural, which is where he ruled, Jesus wouldn't do it. He spoke the word. He spoke the kingdom. He, he lived according to a different kingdom. He defied logic. Come on. There's no people. Everyone's hungry. What do you do? Go home. End the meeting early. Are right you here. What did he do? He took five loaves and two fishes and gave thanks. Put it in the hand of God. And what happened? He got out of the natural. Come on, five loaves and two fish cannot feed 5,000 people. You don't need to be a scientist to realize that. But he got out of the natural. And what happened? As you give, God multiplies. He's a multiplier. There's no lack in the kingdom of God. So what happened? As they gave, it started multiplying, started multiplying. That's the economy we live in. That's how we should be living, by our faith. God knows what we have need of. Belief for multiplication. But you got to get into faith. you got to have that knowledge of that. God's raising up a remnant in His church that are people that will live by faith, that will live according to the kingdom. Most of the church today, and I'm not stereotyping, but most of the church today has no idea about the kingdom of God. They have no idea of practical righteousness and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in their life. They're not living with peace they're as stressed out as the rest of the world. They come and get an hour or two hours of encouragement and the rest of the life, medicating themselves. What's the difference? The world looks and says, you got all the same problems I have. Why should I follow Jesus? No joy. They're mean, just critical. Just be quiet. Get off. Stop. I said this before. Stop all this Facebook nonsense. The world will not be changed through Facebook. People are reposting stuff that is not even true. Making Christians look stupid. Are you here? There's some stuff true. I'm not saying have a voice. Get involved in stuff. Deal with it. But don't be spreading false truths. It looks like we're a bunch of uneducated people who don't check anything out. We're just emotional. Don't do that. I'm not against Facebook. It's a great tool for the kingdom. We're on Facebook Live this morning but don't don't fight that don't don't just repost stuff if you don't know it's true you lose all credibility are you here if god tells you something do it jesus didn't go around talking about what the devil was doing he didn't he didn't blast the pharisees except when they were in front of him and they were were trying to come against him that spirit he dealt with it what did he do He went with the, he was with the prostitutes, with the tax collector, and they were all murmuring and murmuring. Nehemiah was on the wall. They kept saying, come down from the wall. Talk to us, come down. He said, I ain't got time for that. I'm building. I know what God said. The hand of the Lord is upon me. I'm focused on what God's doing. And after it was all done, then he talked to them. It was too late to stop them. Live your life. Don't get involved and entangled in the ensnared in civilian life, the Bible says. A soldier went in service. What are we doing? We're focused on the heavenly vision. We're focused on what God's calling us to do. I'm not talking about helping the needy and those that are around us. I'm not, be the good Samaritan on the road. But don't get derailed from what God's calling us to do and get distracted by all this stuff. That All it is is a distraction and wears you out stay in faith even you know the uh, Lazarus Jesus come Lazarus is sick you're the healer come Lazarus is sick Jesus didn't show up for three days they were all upset with him Jesus if you had come he wouldn't have died why didn't Jesus come because he was busy about his father's business the father didn't tell him to come he wasn't moved by need he wasn't moved by emotion. And come on, he, he was close to the family. It's not that he didn't love him, but he was doing what he was doing. He was about what God did. And finally, when he finished, the father said, Go. Everything he did, he said, I do nothing unless I see my father do it. I say nothing unless I hear my father say it. He, he was living a spiritual life. Are you here? Living. And he went there and they were all upset. Jesus, if you had come, you could have healed him. Now he's dead. He's been dead for three days. And Jesus wept because he had compassion. But he didn't weep out of hopelessness. Because he knew in the kingdom, he has all power and all authority. So he got all the people, get away, get away, get, out, get all the unbelievers, the, the doubt, all this emotionalism away. And he says, Lazarus, come forth one time. And here comes the little Lazarus. In his garments that they bury people in. They're all standing amazed. Why? Because they knew Jesus as the miracle worker. They knew Jesus as the healer. That's where their faith was. But now they had to believe in a God who is a God of a resurrection. Because if he has power over death and life, come on, we can entrust our life and our eternity with him. That's what the Father was wanting to do. He was all through the Old Testament when Moses spoke to the rock, when he when he hit the rock, when, you know, he got in trouble because he didn't do what God told him to. Why? It was a type and a shout. God was playing out this beautiful portrait of what he's doing through Jesus Christ. He was painting a picture. They thought it was just to, to give water. But he was building a kingdom. He's putting up signboards to post people towards what God is saying. Are you here? sometimes we don't understand God's ways are higher than our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts but learn to live life out of your spirit if God says jump jump if he doesn't say jump don't jump Peter walked on water but he said Lord if it's you speak to me if he jumped out of the boat he would have sank it was as he wills not as I will and the church we have got to get back to that Cause he's the head of the church what does the head do it turns it thinks we're the body but we got to be in tune with the head amen faith increases through knowledge it's not mechanical faith come on, we know how to do church in america we know how to do church we got it down to time everything's so mechanical but you can't do faith mechanically why one day he spit and put mud. The next day he spoke a word. One time God told him to bathe Naaman. It was always different. Why? Because it's faith. There's that unknown. There's that dependency on God. And I walk with God. I realize, you know, that it takes greater faith. When I first prophesied, wow, I felt the anointing, fire Open my mouth. and. God gave me a sentence and I spoke it and prophesied. Next time, after a while, God just give me one word. The Lord would say, well, what do you want to say? Well, say that and I'll give you the rest. Whoa. God, give me a little bit more fire here. You know, I need to uh, know. Then it comes a place and God says, open your mouth and prophesy. Prophesy what? Open it. Takes greater faith created but I've learned to, to yield to him. And that's why psh, everything that God does, he gets the glory. Come on. We can't do that. You can't heal somebody's arm when they're on the drums. You know, you can't do all that. Just let God do it and come to that place of rest. Come to that place of peace. Come to that place. There's joy. I can, I'm like a kid, man. Look, what's God going to do next? Your kids don't worry about bills. They don't worry about all that stuff. They just wake up and Xbox. What's for, what's for dinner, mom? They don't worry about groceries. There should be groceries there, you're the mom. That's your job. Dad, that's your job. They don't get up in the morning and say, oh my gosh, did dad remember to take me to school today? I hope he's not gone yet. They, they don't, they live carefree. They live with joy. They live with simplicity. I'm not saying there's not things that they have to do. Why? Because they got a dad and a mom. You know, and some of us, we don't come from, maybe we came from dysfunctional family. I came, my parents were divorced. I had to relearn some things because I had to fight for myself. I was working since I was 14 because I needed money. But then I had to realize, I had to put dependency on him. I had to circumvent. I had to, there's times God said, clear out your bank account and I gave everything to him. Why? Because God wants to know I'm dependent on him. But I've learned, if he says, jump, jump. If he says, open your mouth, open your mouth. If he says stretch forth your hand, he's gonna do something. And I can just be "Woohoo! what's God gonna do? Susan said this morning, boldness is there. Now sometimes God says nothing, you have to wait. I don't like that. It takes more faith to wait sometimes than to work. But we live in that place of dependency. God imparts faith to us. What, what happens when we? Well, it's given to us? What do we have to do? We have to walk in that, live in that. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Stop it. Stop living your life just trying to do everything in your own strength. Walk by faith. What is God saying? God hasn't said anything. Keep doing it. Keep getting up and going to work. Keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. But be dependent on him. Know that he's got something better for you. Know that he's expanding you. Be faithful with the little, but know that he's going to give you much. Be fruitful, but believe for greater fruit. Use what influence he's giving you, but believe for greater influence. Come on. And know that God's going to do it. Sometimes we, we, we miss that. We have a vision of preaching to crusades. We have a vision of, you know, our car and our big house and prosperity, but yet we're not willing to preach to one person right now at school are we ever going to get to the crusade? We got to be faithful in the daily things. Are you here? Amen. Don't walk according to your five natural senses. Thank God for our senses. Thank God that helps us in this natural world. We need to see, we need to hear, you know, touch. If you're, if you're near the fire, you're going to get burnt. Thank God we, we feel it. But you can't. Put God and limit Him to your natural senses. The spirit inspired imagination replaces the senses. The spirit inspired imagination replaces the senses. You know? What do you see in your spirit? I love every one of you who are here, but I don't see this building as us being here forever. I see another building that's white on the outside. I see a hall, people fellowshipping in a coffee espresso. I see tiered seating. I see a a, a, a different... That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm here. That's what I'm in my spirit. That's what I'm preaching for. That's what I'm doing. And and hundreds coming. I see people lining up to minister. God moving. They can't even get to the front because somebody got them before they got here. They got their prophecy. They got healed. They got... I see waves, God just showing up, blowing through the building, nobody even touched them. That's what I'm that's what I see when I pray. I don't see my rent every month. I don't see 250 chairs. I see churches like satellites going out into different territories. People being raised up. Are you here? That's what, that's, what, that's what I see when I pray. I don't look at the natural. I don't look at my checking account. I don't look at who showed up and who didn't show up. I'm glad you're here. I'm, of course, you know, but I, I'm, 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 a, I'm moving towards what God is doing. God's bringing people, you know, people leaving. We love people and we, we wish everyone would stay, but we want people that are called and want to fulfill the vision. They don't want to go that way and God's called us to go that way. If you want to go that way, find the church that's going that way. That's okay. You know, we'll still love you. But I, I got to know who I'm responsible for. I got to know who, who am I discipling? Who am I training? Who are we raising up? Who's with us? Jesus had 12. He had 70. He knew who was with him. It wasn't the 5,000. Are you here? He would have loved to have 5,000 disciples, probably, but that would have been a lot of work. He had 12. But he invested. They had the 70. There was the 120. And they changed their world. Because these were people who when they said, come follow me, they said, I want to follow you. And they left everything. There were those that said, "Well, we got to pay- wait till our parents die. We're, we're too attached to family. He kept walking. He said, you're not worthy of me. There were those that he was righteous and he did everything. Teacher, what must we do? sell all that you have and give it to the poor and be dependent on me to be your source. Oh, that's a hard saying. He kept moving on. The people that had all their baggage, they weren't willing to move in with God what was doing. But what did he knew? He knew he had three and a half years to establish something that would change and bring about a new kingdom. Did he love everybody? Of course he did. Some of them maybe came on later. That always happens. You have all the people that weren't willing to live in faith. They come later. We knew all along, Mac. Oh, yeah, we all, we could see it. But they weren't willing to build it. They just wanted to enjoy it. And that's okay. There are those that came later, remember? They got the same reward. They got the blessing. And the servants who have been working got a little upset. And God said, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. That's God's business. But we have an inheritance in heaven. Because if we're building his house, he'll build our house. If we're honoring the Lord, he'll honor us. Are you here? Amen? Your, your future is always from faith in your imagination. What do you see? What do you believe? What do you see? Where do you see yourself three years from now? Where do you see yourself five years from now? That's your future. I'm not talking just naturally. What what do you see in yourself in God? What are you imagining in in the presence of God? See, that's the thing. I keep my eye on the heavenly vision. Paul said, I've been obedient to the heavenly vision. He's in prison. Naturally doesn't look. But the heavenly vision. He knew the epistles that he wrote. He probably couldn't have written them if he was doing crusades every day. But thank God he did it. Thank God we have the majority of the New Testament is written by the Apostle Paul. Where did he write most of those things? In prison. He wrote letters. But he, he he could see the heavenly vision. He could see he wasn't limited to the natural. The devil thought he'd won. The devil thought. He had Jesus, why? The devil's not God, he doesn't know God's purpose until it's prophesied, until it's said. And I said this before, that's why when you get a prophecy sometimes, what is that? Your tool for warfare. Paul told Timothy, wage a good warfare with the prophecies, continue. Because the minute it's, it's at least, what happens? God is speaking in the spiritual realm, he's speaking in the natural realm. And the devil's like, oh, we gotta stop this. So he tries to put pressure there. But you know, Jesus, the whole time he went to the cross, he said nothing. He never, defend, he never said anything. When he was crucified, the devil thought he'd won. <laughs> They're up the champagne. He's dead. It's over. All of a sudden, there was an earthquake. Hell, hell opens up. And in walks Jesus, and he says, give me the keys. Enough's enough. Come on surprise attack I am righteous I'm the righteous lamb that takes away the sins of the world you thought you won you just made the biggest mistake of your career and he took the keys and he preached to heaven and in hell and those that were there they had the opportunity to accept him and hell opened up and they came out and many saw them walking saints of old walking on the face of the earth and he preached on this earth people saw him the resurrected jesus and he ascended into heaven all power all authority has been given to him but he said i raise you up to sit with me in the heavenly place that's the kingdom of god are you here what do you see the devil i wrote this down the devil tries to steal your imagination to keep you from the kingdom of god tries to distort your imagination nightmares dreams negativity oh i'm gonna lose everything don't don't let the devil steal your imagination he tries to get us into reason reason restricts faith most of the denominations that if i mention them today their founders live by faith and not by reason and if they were around today, they probably wouldn't have done what they did because we get into reason. We get into trying to organize, organize everything. We got to walk by faith, not by sight. Walk by faith, not by reason. And I'm not saying don't have anointed common sense, but come on, certain things that God tells us to do, it doesn't go along with our reason. Are you here? It doesn't make sense. Most of what God tells us doesn't make sense faith why you leave your security move halfway around the world after 18 years to start with nothing again that's not career planning but it's god are you here leave your fishing business on the spot after you just had a net breaking boat sinking harvest to go follow jesus Think about it. You're a medical doctor. Now you are a crusade team. Apostle Luke. Doesn't always make sense. God, in destiny, he derails our purpose. To give us his purpose. Our future is always from faith in our imagination. Creativity begins in the realm of your imagination. God is a creative God. In Genesis, the Holy Spirit was upon the face of the earth. God was imagining. And he said, let us create. Let there be light. Let there be the sky. Let there be. It was in the imagination. Look at the beauty of this world. To think it just happened by things that are nothing, two nothings bouncing into each other, that's harder to believe to me than to believe in a creator. Because there's such order, such creativity. Then he said, let us make man. Someone to be that worshiper. Make man in our image. So he molded and clay looked and formed ears. Ah, they're a little too big. You know, nose. Ah, that's it. That's it breathe and man became a living being we're formed in the imagination of god are you here what is god wanting to form in your life in your ministry faith sees the invisible the kingdom of god it's within you don't look just outward don't just go get education get out i'm not against all this but what is god saying don't get so far down a path or leave the path that you miss out on what God is planning for you live with eternity in your heart this life is just preparation living out of the kingdom of God so that we can establish his kingdom here on earth are you here I'd like the musicians to come when you live your life that way it doesn't matter what's happening around you you can endure because of the joy before him what he saw in his heart he endured the cross Paul endured prison. All the apostles went through hardship. They endured it as a good soldier Why? because they lived on the inside of him. Faith persists until something is. Faith persists until what God's shown us, what God has said, it gets established in the natural. Until his kingdom be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is God saying? What is God showing you? Let it come on earth as it is in heaven. So if there is demonic influence, we drive out demons by the kingdom of God, by the anointing of God, by the authority of God. When there is sickness, how dare you put sickness on God's creation, made in the image of God. Something rises up on the inside of us. And I pray as I pray, I get this holy indignation coming. As you read books of the great healing evangelists, they hated sickness. They'd come up to a tumor and rip it off of somebody's neck. Oh, they're very violent. They were. But they had faith. Why? Because they saw that person healed. They didn't just pray, Lord, if it be your will, if it no, there was a whole they had the kingdom of God. And when something came against that kingdom, there was a conflict. As Christians, we don't like it, we want to walk in love. We don't want conflict. Just love everybody. That wasn't Jesus. He loved everybody, but he stood for his kingdom. Come on, as for me and my house, we're serving the Lord. If you don't want to serve the Lord, that's okay. I'm not condemning you, but I'm serving the Lord. Don't tell me how to serve the Lord. Don't tell me what's truth. I got my Bible. I know what's truth. Don't try to reprogram me and I'm just going to accept it because of love. That's not love. Are you here? Acceptance is not agreement. We live in a free country. You can do whatever you want to. In this church, I'm not gonna control you. You can take the word and be a doer over it. If you don't want to do it, that's between you and God. I'm not coming home with you. If you want some accountability, we can help you as a coach. But come on, I'm not gonna do it. You know, I'm not gonna force you to do it. I'm not gonna be at the gym every day and say, come on. If I do that, my church will be five people. We preach the word be a doer of the word you got to work it out the holy spirit is the one that's with you all the time jesus is the one that's with you he's the author the finisher your faith not me i'm the coach i'm the leader i'm the encourager are you here you gotta make a decision decision converts faith into power you want to see the kingdom of god make a decision right now i'm not going to live by what i see I'm going to live by what God says. I'm going to live by what who, who God says on the inside of me. It doesn't matter what in my bank account. Come on, when I need it, the money will be there. Now, I'm going to be wise. I'm not going to, you know, if you need to do plastic surgery, do plastic surgery. If you're buying stuff that God ain't said buy. I'm not, I'm not saying don't be disciplined. But sometimes in all of our planning, we can't do it unless God builds the households that labor in vain. If God hadn't been with us, we couldn't be in this building. We had 40 people when we moved in this building doubled? How can we afford it? But God said, this is your building. Alright, now you pay for it. But I could sign my name because I know he's going to pay for it. And every month he's come through. Every month he's come through. Every month he's come through. Why? Because it's his church. He's doing it his way. People come in and big givers and try to, you know, get position. I can't give you a position God hasn't called you to. I don't care how much you give in the offering. People come and they come with wrong motivation. This is His church. If God doesn't say, I can't do it. I'm not the head of the church. He's the head. I'm the steward. Are you here? We're living and building with eternity in our hearts. Decision converts faith into power. Let's stand on our feet. Make a decision. What is limiting the kingdom of God in your life? Make a decision. I'm not going to be limited. I'm not going to hold back. James 1 verse 2 through verse 3, last verse, says, my friends, consider yourselves fortunate when all kinds of trials come your way. One verse, translation says, count it all joy. Consider yourselves fortunate. Be joyful. Be cheerful. For you know that when your faith succeeds in facing such trials, the result is the ability to endure. Make sure that your endurance carries you all the way without fail, without falling, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Come on. That's what we want. We want to be like Jesus. We don't want to be lacking in our life. We don't want to be lacking in what God has said. We don't want to be lacking in the kingdom of God. So when stuff's coming, get out of the natural. Stop complaining. Stop looking at it. Get into another level of faith. Begin to see what is God saying in the situation. When I have a negative circle, I start praying, God, what are you saying? I start seeing what God is saying. I start seeing what the Lord is saying. I start seeing schools opening up and our our, our young adult's department blowing up. Revival of young people. Altar packed with young people. Dancing before the Lord with all their heart. That's what I see. I see millions of dollars. I see a building being paid for cash. I see classes going over equipping people all over the internet. God raising up for them. That's what I see. That's the kingdom of God. Don't look at the natural. Don't mean that. Begin to see. Come on. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray in the spirit. Come on. Come on. Open our eyes, God. Open our eyes, God. Give us that encounter that's in the spirit, by the spirit. Not by our mind, not our intellect, not our doing, not our inspiration but you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, moving in our lives. Give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear. Come on. Come on. This is the year of the kingdom. This is a year of greater faith. Come on. We're rising up out of every limitation. Every limitation. There's a new strength coming on us. Doesn't matter how old we are. Doesn't matter how young we are. God, you are our strength. Joshua Caleb's Caleb are rising up, God. The thought. Their time was over, but God, they're ready to take the land for you. Young people like, like David, like Phineas, are rising up. That says, How dare you defy the kingdom of God? And they're going to establish your kingdom. Your kingdom come. Your will being done, O oh God, in our lives. Come on, we needed an encounter. Come on, come on. Lift up your voice.